Welcome everyone to the main journey, a way for you to join me on a learning journey through life. My name is Samuel Main, and today we welcome Tom Perkins to the show. Welcome, Tom. How are you doing? Thanks, Samuel. Good, good. I'm really good. Thanks, thanks for letting me uh, let me come on. I like it. For those of you that are just li- listening to the audio, you need to see the video. This man is suited, <laughs> booted, tall, dark, handsome, looking good. He's ready for the uh, for the show today. It's too kind. It's all for you. It's all for you. <laughs> I like it. Tom, do you do this for every podcast that you're a guest on? It's recorded. Yeah, you know. I like you got, it. I think it changes how you feel as well, you know? Yeah, that's it. I need to up my game, maybe. I need to uh, (laughs) sit here in my suit and shirt and tie. I like it. So, Tom, um, I'd love to delve into your experience with building a business, building websites, doing a lot in graphic design as well. Can you give an insight into what it is that you do and share an overview of how you help people? Yeah, yeah, cool. So... So I'll talk you through what I do now. We'll probably delve into a bit of the backstory. But, but so I run a company called Evolve Websites. Um, that is just me. I've got, I've, got, I've got a few kind of, you know, VAs and things that help me. But that's basically just me. What, what I do is I, I help small businesses to have great websites. I help them to tell the world how great they are and to have websites that actually work, that get found in search engines and generate leads. Um, and that get, gets missed so often. You know, it's, it's like the, the, have you got a website? Yes, box ticked. Well, yeah, that's fine. It's like saying you've got a rust bucket for a car and would it get you to Milan? Probably not, you know. Um, so, you know, that's what I do. I, I, build, I build quality sites um, and I do that in a bit of a bit of an unusual way, but uh, I'm sure we'll come on to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm already nervous because I've got a website, but it's a box that's ticked. <laughs> <laughs> so can you lean into then what are the potential mistakes that business owners or people that are trying to develop a personal brand, what mistakes do you most commonly see with websites? It, it, it ranges. I mean, the, the, the big one, the, first, the, the primary job of a website, obviously, is to get found. Yeah. And that means Google, basically. You know, there, there's other search engines, as we all know, but, but you know, that's, that's basically Google. Um, I'm, I'm working with a client at the moment on, 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 on SEO, on, on helping their, their websites come higher up the rankings. And the first stage of, a, of, of any kind of SEO project is to look at the keywords, look at, right, what do you want to be found for? And they had all these services and things they wanted to be found for, but weren't mentioned anywhere on their website. And it's like, how do you, how do you expect Google to know that you offer these things when you're not even given them half a chance? So that's one of the, one of the main things is about, is about thinking about what your customers are looking for. And that can be either, either commercial so, you know, I want a business coach yeah. or it could be informational. So it could be, you know, some of, some of, the, some of the, the questions that your, your customers might be looking for answers to, not necessarily ready to buy. Um, you know, so how can I get a better work-life balance or, you know, how can I maximize, you know, the conversion on my funnels or that type of stuff. And it's about, it's about producing that content, really good content, content you would want to find. Um, Again, either either sales focused, so you know, talking about your services or your offering, or informational in the form of things like blog posts. But once you've got that, you then need to make sure that search engines can find that, and therefore potential customers can find that. So that's really just about some basic optimization to make sure that things like your page titles 
that's the bit that appears in the tab or yeah. in, the, in the search results. Your actual title on the page, your heading, um, your subheadings, making sure they all use some of those keywords. Um, and you don't need to ram the keyword, you don't need to stuff the keywords in, you know, in every sentence. Um, you can be you can be natural about it, but just making sure that that all those things line up, um, and then making sure that Google can see that page on your website. There's a there's a there's a really good tool called Google Search Console, um, and basically Google created it to to kind of give website owners a, 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 a to communicate with website owners. Because if you if, if there's a link broken on your site, Google's gonna, not going to phone you up and go, Samuel. By the way, did you know this link doesn't work? They just don't do it. They have this portal called Search Console. And through that, they, their, their system will automatically add a message to say, we've got an error issue with this page. You can then see that and fix it. On there, once you've added added new content, it's always worth putting that URL, take the, take the URL, the address of that new piece of content, put it into Search Console and run a check on it. And it will, Google will either say, no, I don't know about that. Yeah. And if it's brand new, then why would they? But from that point, you can then go, right, can you index this, please? Can you put it into your, into your bank of sites? Yeah. Um, and that will speed up the process for, for them. Or they may say, we can't see that. There's a problem with us viewing that, that, that a page, in which case you've got a bigger issue that, that, you know, that you can then solve. So I know that you've been building websites for a long time and you've worked with a lot of different clients. What's the impact of social media being on websites has that helped you in that you know it's becoming even more popular for people to be building an online business or is it negatively impacted what you do because now people are gravitating more towards social i think it's a bit of both to be honest i think it's a bit of both i think i think when you know when new new platforms come out everyone's like right this is this is the, the best thing since sliced bread we need to be all yeah. over this and that's great because as you know, when when a, when when TikTok came out, there's you know there's, there's opportunities everywhere. But you know, I like to take the approach that uh, like a like a like a bike wheel, where your website's at the centre, that's the hub, mm. and all this other stuff that you do, because you know, let's remember, you don't control Facebook, yeah, you don't control TikTok, you don't control Instagram, you don't control LinkedIn. If if for some reason they deem that some of your content breaks their guidelines, they can shut you down just like that. And if, if, you're, if, you're, if your whole following is, is on that one platform, that's not a nice position to be in. So by, you know, by driving stuff back, and you, you need to be a bit careful now because you know, um, platforms want you to stay on their platform. You know, they don't want you to come off. So you need to be a bit careful in how you do it. But ideally, you want to always drive people back to that central hub because your website, that's yours. Mm -hmm. you know, that's not going anywhere. You have full control of that. Um, and, and then, you know, then that gives you the ability to, to, to pick and choose what you do and what platforms you, you know, you work on and so on. I really like that visual of the bike wheel and it mm. being the center, um, because I, I talk to a lot of my clients ultimately about risk mitigation across their socials, that if they are heavily dependent on one social, maybe that account's doing amazing, of course, mm. leaning to your strengths, but from a risk mitigation point of view, you have to spread out across the different socials, but I haven't thought about the website being the core um place to navigate people towards and that straight away for me changed my own perspective on the website because i know that my website could could be improved but it hasn't been a focus because obviously i'm growing an audience elsewhere so that's already raising questions for for me when you're working with a client you're setting up a website for them 
how important is their branding, maybe some of the marketing, maybe like logo, the colors? Is that something you delve into right away or do you wait until they've built some momentum? For a lot, a lot of my clients, it's, it's, it's rare that I get startups. Okay. Um, because most, you know, the, the, the way most of the businesses, most of most of the business are the service-based businesses. The way most of those start up is they were doing something for someone else, they're employed yeah. doing something. They might leave that quite often. They get made redundant or have to leave. They get forced into being an entrepreneur or a business owner. And at that point, they're, they're on a shoestring. Yeah. They're like, right, let's, let's just, let's test the theory in a way. Let's see if this works. So they set up a website themselves using Wix or Weebly or GoDaddy or one of those. They buy a logo or Fiverr.com and they get some business cards off Vistaprint. So they've got this stuff and it, it's a bit all over the place, but it gets them going. Yep. So quite often when, you know, the, the, the youngest a client is when they come to me as a year or two old in terms of mm -hmm. the, the business age. Um, and at that point, yeah, I, I will always look at the brand first. Start with that because that needs to be right. Everything else flows out from that. You know, if your brand's wrong, you know, your business cards are going to be wrong to a certain extent. Your website's going to be wrong to a certain extent because everything follows that brand or should do. Um, so, yeah, get that, get that lined up. I think, I think there's a lot, you know, I think brand designers will, will make out like, like a brand can make or break a business. You know, like, like if your logo is wrong, your business will fail. Like, I think that's rubbish. I think that's absolute rubbish. I think, you know, a, a business is made up, as you know, of so many parts. I and I, I kind of, with business quite often, I use the analogy of like a, like a lock. Like if you've got like 10 pins in a lock, you could move nine of them out of the way. So you could get nine things perfect. But if one thing still isn't perfect, you, you're not going to fly. You, haven't, you can't get that key in that lock. It won't open. And sometimes it's just one or two things. And, and you know, brand isn't going to be, you know, your logo being slightly wrong isn't going isn't to be something that's going to fail your business. Saying that, it's worth, the biggest thing I see is, is people that don't understand, and this isn't, this isn't their fault at all, but you know, business owners that don't really understand or see the meanings, sometimes the hidden meanings, that their choice of colors or shapes or style gives. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for example, that, you know, the, the basic color psychology stuff, the yellow and black being danger, you know, from, from yeah. the wasp and, and all the rest of that. You know, sometimes there's there's really simple messages and it, and it just comes. I, I used to use just just a few keywords, literally like brand values. So like, right, what do you want your brand to be? You know, is it energetic? Is it calm? They're opposite things. One's going to be orange, probably one's going to be pale blue. Do you know what I mean? They're they're really different things. And so you know, drill it down to two, three or four kind of key um, key brand values, and that then gives you a kind of benchmark. So if 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 your designer is throwing you four logo options, you can get those keywords and you can you can compare them. You can score score the options against that. Same with your business card. Same with your brochure. Same with your LinkedIn header. Same with your website. You know, it then gives you a reference point. So that that I think is much more important. Is those values? What does it say? I like that. It's really interesting that you use the blue and the orange because those are the two colors that I use and they're very controversial. <laughs> yeah, but they go together really nicely. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, obviously for me the orange for the ginger hair and then yeah. the, uh blue just because that's a color that i like to represent the brand so yeah. um yeah there you go <laughs> and i've got that mixture of like chill but then sometimes i'm the complete complete opposite Perfect. So, um i want to almost in a way challenge you to a certain extent in that i've i've definitely heard people say and i may have even said it myself sometimes is that a website can almost be relatively like old school 
and that things are now transitioning in marketing in social and you know i know a lot of people that have built a business but then don't even necessarily use a website or have a website but they've still been able to develop an audience um for you what like, would you agree with that or is it a case of like no it's so tried and tested that you know websites still hold that value that's a, that's a good question a really good question i i think i think it like a lot of answers i'll start with it depends yeah <laughs> so you know i think i think certainly for my clients for service-based businesses for regional service-based businesses mm. you know if you've got a if you've got a you know a, 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 if you're a mortgage brokers or you know you're a packing company or you're a you know you're a video company or or you know you offer services to a to a fairly regional base yes i think you need a website yeah expect you to have a website i think people want you to have a website i think i think a website gives you lots of options and and, and obviously you, you you can get found in search you know you you can't optimize to a certain extent you might be able to but you can't optimize your you know your linkedin profile or your your, your instagram profile like you can your own website you can't create new new sections to that profile if linkedin doesn't offer it you know so i think for certain businesses yes they do need a website you know I, obviously i would say that but i do believe that i, th I think for 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 there's other types of businesses, you know, if you're, if you're much more of a personal brand, if it's much more about you, I don't think your audience probably, and you know, you'll, you'll be better placed to tell, you know, answer this than me, but I don't think your audience necessarily expects a website. It's not, it's not, a, it's not, a, 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 it's not absolute that, that you must have a website. Yeah. No requirement. Exactly. You know, so I, I think, I think, yes, there are, and, and like everything, there's lots of ways to do things and, mm -hmm. and not one is right. You know, none of them are right. It's yeah. what's right for you. It what what works for you, and what works for your for your customers. So, I don't think it's a black and white answer. Yeah, I think hearing you talk about it now, I can see the flip side where you mentioned ultimately if a business is big enough, or mm -hmm. if it's in a certain industry, then it ultimately has to have a website to give it the credibility and authority that a business would need, compared to someone who's potentially just starting their business, just getting things going at that point they might not necessarily need a, a website so if you was to ultimately erase everything that you've done so far but you keep your own knowledge and skill set and you was looking to start again from zero in building a website and you wanted to develop your marketing your personal brand or you know ultimately your business what steps would you take a good question you're good at this aren't you? i i would i would the first thing i would do first thing i would do is go networking before i had a name before i had a logo before i had a website before i had business cards i would go networking i think a lot of people you know i've got a, a, a saying that i'm sure i nicked off someone which is done is better than perfect because I think so many people try and get everything lined up perfectly. They'll, they'll hold off going to, going to networking events because they haven't got their logo done and they're waiting on their desire and they haven't got their cards printed or they haven't got the money to print their cards. And it's like all this time you're wasting. You're not meeting people. I would go networking. Yeah. And I would, I would, whatever idea I've got in my head, I would throw out there. And I would just, just on the fly, right, this is what I do. And I'd probably mess up my words and all of that stuff, but it doesn't matter because people, people like that, we, you know, it's real. And I would look at people and see what they do. If people are still engaging with you, if people are smiling and nodding or they're writing down, 
right, you know you've got something. If after the meeting, people come up to you and go, Samuel, I really liked what you said about X, you're onto something. That's something you can fly with. If no one does any of those things, then you might need to tweak it and rethink. And I think, I think the businesses that are, that are most successful are the ones that really quickly learn and adjust. Hey. You know? Yeah, exactly. Fail fast, you know, uh, and then improve from there. So, yeah, that's what I would do. I, being a, if I was going to make websites, I would have to have a website. And I, you know, in, in my industry, you, you basically need one anyway. So, yeah, I would definitely set up a website. Um, I would create a logo. Like I said, I don't think logo is make or break. It needs to say the right things about you. But I think, I don't think it's going to be critical to your success. I've made some nice business cards. You know, for I like in-person networking. Obviously, we're virtual networking. That's that's a bit redundant now. Um, and I would I would meet people and talk to people and build relationships and really try and understand what the what the need is in the marketplace and then and, and then fill that. But obviously align that with I've heard a lot of people say that actually. Just you know, find out what the marketplace is and fill that gap. It's like for me, you know, like like, like we've said, I'm not trying to build a multi-million dollar business or multi-million pound business. So for me, it's as much about what I enjoy doing, where my energy is, where my passion is. Because if I'm not if I'm not following that, it's not true to me. I'm not going to do a great job. So yes, it's about understanding the marketplace and, and the need, but also it needs to work for me. You need to be selfish about it. Because if I'm not loving what I'm doing, I'm not going to give my best to my clients. Yeah. You know, so you, I think you've got to be selfish to be selfless, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I love that quote you said at the start is done is better than, than perfect. Mm. There's a, another quote that I like to use in some of my coaching is uh, imperfect action trumps perfect inaction. Yeah, so it's a tongue twister, but absolutely. it's uh, yeah, it just you've got to You've got to put it out there. You've got to take that gamble. You've got to take that leap. So I definitely want to delve into some of the um, lifestyle and work work life balance. Um, mm. But I want to come to that in just a minute. Because um, I want to just continue on this networking because I know that you've done a lot of work here. I know that obviously you've been on a few podcasts and um, looking to further expand some of the networking. There's yeah. going to be other people that are listening to this podcast right now that are looking to expand their audience, to become more guests on podcast shows, to ultimately to network. Do you have any advice for someone about how they can go about improving their audience, changing their circle um, and starting to connect with new people? I, I think I think I think your network is so important so important like you know we are we are not you don't work in isolation you yeah. so don't work in isolation you know it, it you depend on the people around you and the better those people are the better you can be um so I think you know I think network as much as possible and I, I started networking in 2008 I got invited along to this thing called B&I yeah and you know, at that time, I, I didn't have a clue what it was. I set my business one year earlier. I didn't, know, I didn't know this thing even existed. You know, for B2B networking, business to business, it was like, wow. It was, it was like opening up this whole other world. And much as, you know, people have strong opinions on BNI, it, there is no denying it teaches you really, really quickly how to network, how to, how to, how to sell, how to build relationships, and you quite quickly learn, actually, you've got two of these, one of these, you know, the more, the more the other person talks, the better, you know, because you, unless, unless you're an idiot, you're learning that whole time. Um, and, and really, I think, I think it, it's that, you know, I've, I've had a few one-to-ones recently, a few, few little kind of catch-ups with people where they'll say to me, you know, and Caleb was one, one that, yeah. that said this very thing, what can I do for you? 
which is such a nice question. Such a nice question, because it's like, you know, he, he's going out of his way to help me. You know, I've just met the guy and he's going out of his way to help me. You know, that's a great thing to offer. And, and just those things can build, build really strong relationships. If you go out of your way, go over and above to, to help other people, you know, like you having me on today, you know, I really appreciate that. But then, you know, then it puts you in a position where you could, if, you know, if they say to you, you know, and you don't obviously expect them to, to do that, but if they say to you, look, is there anything I can do for you? Actually, like, I love speaking on podcasts. I love meeting cool people and sharing, you know, sharing what I think is of value. Hopefully, hopefully it is. Um, I think just asking, yeah. you know, I think it's that, I think it's that simple. Like, so, I think we overcomplicate so much. <laughs> But taking it back to really, really basic things like look after other people, help other people, and if you need help, ask for it. I like that. What's um, it's so simple, right? It's be a good person. <laughs> uh, like ask for help. Yeah. Ask for connections. Yeah. Exactly. And deliver value. Mm. It's like it's not complex. <laughs> it's it's all, like, like one on one, being a human. Um, and if you're the same as me, you overthink all of these things. Like it took me so long to actually start this podcast, despite numerous people asking me to start a podcast. And it was just like, I just needed five seconds of courage to hit record. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. so simple. Yeah. So um, I'd love to lean into the lifestyle mm. aspect because I, having spoken with you, you know, we, we chatted before coming on today, your views are very different to what is potentially the normal now most people if you said to them do you want to build a multi-million dollar uh, business they might like, yes absolutely they're gonna snap their hand off until you tell them what they actually have to do to, <laughs> to do it you know i can't speak from experience you know i have built a seven-figure startup but um your approach then you even mentioned it in this podcast was that you don't want to do that and ultimately that lifestyle is is more important yeah. can you expand on that what's uh, what are some of the things you have in place with your lifestyle at the moment? Yeah, so so when I set up my business, going back to 2007, when I set up my business, there was a there was a uh, two guys that I knew that I knew through a, a, an agency that I used to I used to do freelance work for, and I was a freelance designer, and they wanted to set up an agency and they wanted me to come on board. Now, I didn't. I passed on it for various reasons, but. I set up my company, they set up theirs. Within two and a half years, they were flying, absolutely flying. They had 17, or they looked to be flying, I should say. They had 17 staff. Um, you know, they'd grown incredibly quickly. And I'm then beating myself up. I've got all that self-doubt. Um, what, what, what is wrong with me? Why am I such an idiot? Why am I so rubbish at this, you know? And then they went bust. And the reality was that through that time, they had, they had got nothing from the business apart from debt and illness through stress, yeah. you know? Literally, that business had produced nothing. And it, it, as a side note, it tickles me now when people are like, they, they judge whether you have an office or how many staff you have as a, as, a, as, a, as a good thing. Oh, yeah, he's flying. He's got a massive office and he's got 50 staff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, that can be an indicator of a successful business, but all that says to me is you've got a ton of liabilities. You know what I mean? Like, like you've got, you got, you got to make a lot of money before you even make a penny. And at that point, I said to myself, I will forfeit the potential millions that come from pushing super hard, always pushing yourself, never stopping, working all hours, sacrificing a ton of other stuff, which 
I think for most people, you probably have to do to get to get to those levels. Yeah. Um, and I'll call it on. I'll focus on you know quality quality of life, quality of relationships. Um, and I, and I, I've done that. You know, uh, so you know, I, I I don't I don't have any any desire to employ people. I don't want to employ people. You know, I've got like like we talked about. You know, the other day, I've got I've got more than I need of, of pretty much everything. I mean, when, when you look at it in reality, you know, there's people who don't have, don't have clean drinking water. I mean, I've got, I've got clean drinking water. I've got, I've got power. I've got electricity. I can pay my bills. I've got a roof over my head. You know, I've got the money. If I wanted to go out for dinner tonight, I could go out for dinner tonight. And that, that sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, for most of us, we have, we have more than we need of, of everything and we should be grateful for that, you know? Um, so, you know, for, for me, you know what's really important is to look after myself and again this comes back to what i mentioned earlier about being being selfish to be selfless yeah you know if i look after myself if i look after my head if i if i if i'm not stressed if i'm enjoying what i'm doing if i'm working with people i like if i'm getting good energy from them if i'm looking after my mental health if i'm looking after you know all the rest of it your, your, your nutrition and hydration all the rest of that i can be a better dad i can be a better husband i can be a better friend i can be a better son i can be a better brother yeah you know all those things come from focusing on yourself and i think too few people do that i think a lot of people focus on other things or, or just don't focus on anything and, and yeah 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 how fortunate are we right that's you know and that that's a massive part of gratitude is a huge part and you've clearly done a lot of reflection on this too which has allowed you to you know to get this you know healthy headspace that you're at right now there's potentially going to be some people right now that listen to this that are not in that best headspace or they do not have a healthy work-life balance. Yeah. What steps could they take to improve either their headspace or their work-life balance that they have at the moment? Yeah. I've got loads. I've got loads. I mean, I, you know, I, I think there are, there are so many simple things that you can do I mean, there's a there's a there's a guy. So I'm really into my motorbike. So I'll give you an example of, of one thing that someone does that I think is so clever. I'm really into my motorbike. There's a YouTube channel called Forty Forty, and there's a guy called Chris Eads who, who's, a, who's a part of that. lives lives not far from here in Hampshire, and uh, you know he struggles with mental health. And he he started this thing called Permission to Talk, and talk has an engine talk, so it's kind of play on words. But Permission to Talk, he started this thing which he made these stickers and gave them away for free, just so petrol heads, bikers probably. Can get one of these stickers for free, stick it on the bike. And it's just like, I understand we all have our challenges, particularly blokes. We all have our challenges. And it's okay to admit you have. And, and it, it's a, it, you have permission to ask me if I'm okay, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And he, he started something, he started a, an Instagram channel where he was going to walk every day. And he would, he would do a live stream talking to camera on Instagram every morning. Love it. For him, I, th I think I think it's as much the commitment. A, a, it's communicating to the world that you know everyone has their challenges. But you know, he said numerous times, just a walk. I mean, when you're feeling really, you know, it, it, he said, you know, he's feeling really crappy. Don't want to get out of bed in the morning. You know, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. You can guarantee you go for a walk for half an hour. After a half hour, I would be amazed unless something really bad happens on the walk that you you would not feel better yeah. at the end of that walk. And it, like you don't you don't need anything apart from a pair of shoes go bare feet if you haven't got shoes. Do you know what I mean, there, there is no, nothing really stopping people from doing that. So I think that is a really simple thing. I think that change of, that change of environment, like if you're really struggling with something, 
change where you are, change your state in some way, go to a different place, whether it's out in the garden or just down the road or go to the post box and post a letter or, or whatever, just change that. I think gratitude is, is another big one. You know, we talked yeah. about that. I used to keep a gratitude diary. So every night before I went to bed and through the, through the winters, I used to suffer really badly with SAD, with seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Through the winters, I would write a gratitude diary and I would write three good things that happened today, three things I'm grateful for, and one, one thing I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So I would go to bed, hopefully, in a positive mind about tomorrow. Some days, it honestly, it was so stupid. The things I was writing, I was really having to dig deep to find good things, you know? But just the process of doing that, just it's, as you know, it's such a good process to go through and it makes you realize what am I, what have I got to be fed up about? I and mean, we all have our challenges and you know, life isn't always great, but really it's worth remembering we've got, we've got more than we need of most things. Yeah, I've, I've obviously just returned myself from Africa, from climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and you know, seeing how some of the Maasai live and things like that was just unbelievable. So coming back to this like comfy home and I've got my own office and apartment and all these things, it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot to be, to be grateful for. And um, you mentioned then SAD. Are you open just to talking about that a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. So one, can you just explain what it is? Because it's, it's extremely common. And I don't think it's actually talked about enough, especially for us here in the UK with the weather fluctuations that we have. Yeah. Um, can you just give an insight into what SAD is? And then um, really just a little bit more about some of your experience with it. Yeah, yeah. So it, so it stands for seasonal affective disorder. Obviously in the UK, we have, you know, we have quite, extreme light variation so in the summer we you know at the moment or, or the months just gone you know i've hardly seen the darkness literally you go to you go to bed if you go to bed at half 10 it's still more or less light in the sky and you wake up it gets lighter like quarter five or something so you don't really see darkness for for a, a period and then, and then through the winter you know particularly if you have a dark gray day you know it's light. it's you don't really see daylight i mean it might yes it's daylight through between like maybe what half eight and half three but if it's a grey day, there ain't much light around, um, and that for, for some people that you know that that can really affect them, and it, and it, and it did me for a long time. Um, and you know, I used to. The weird thing was, I used to get it. I used to get it with changing light, not lack of light. So spring and autumn, uh, autumn and spring, strangely, when the light was increasing, it still would do things with my body that 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 gave me you know depression, anxiety, and all of those things. So. For me, a lot of the techniques that I've mentioned, you know, I, I, I put into place, and I think maybe some of that's why I value that so highly, and, yeah. and, and focus so much on on lifestyle and, and being happy rather than make it. Because ultimately, when you when you die, you ain't gonna take it with you. Oh yeah, you know. Um, some of the things that helped me, Lightbox really helped. So on those dark days, on my desk, I, I usually have it there, and it's just shining in your face. And it just it just gives you that boost like the sun does. Um, they're they're pretty good. A lot of the techniques that we talked about, exercise, you know, obviously good nutrition, hydration, fundamentals, good health. Exactly. I've noticed, and you mentioned about Osme that you're the only person in your business. Hmm. Same for me. Yes, I have um, some assistants that help me out, um, but I'm the only one that essentially is bringing in actual income and, and so on. I've discussed with a few people about ultimately loneliness when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to develop something and build something. It can be something I believe that a lot of people do struggle with. And I, I struggle with this 100% myself. Um, is that something that you've also experienced in building your business? And if it is and you feel like you've come out the other side of that, how have you managed to overcome 
the loneliness that can come with entrepreneurship. Yeah. I'm a little bit weird, to be honest, because I'm fine with my own company. Yeah. Like I, I, know, I know some people need other people a lot more and that, that there's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm, I'm me less so. I'm, I'm less dependent on, on those relationships. That being said, I don't think any human can depend on their own. You know, I need people around me. I need my family and my friends and, 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 and you know, and my wife. I think, I think for me, you know, like we talked about your network, I think as a business owner, that is key. Mm-hmm. I mean, the B&I, for example, so I... I you know, I joined in 2008, 2009, one of my best mates, Sean, joined. And quite quickly, uh, we set up a contra deal. He's an accountant. You know, he, he's quite unusual. He used a similar model to me. Um, you know, we set up a contra deal, so we worked closely together. We, we then set up a mastermind. Five or six years ago, we set up a mastermind. So, you know, every couple of weeks, we'll have a phone call. We got on this afternoon for an hour. You know, and we'll just we'll do five minutes of wins each. So, right, tell me what your wins are. And even when you're feeling crap and you don't think you've achieved anything, again, it's gratitude. It's good to dig deep and find those things. And then we'll do 25 minutes of discussion points each. So that that hour long hour long chat, you know, that's great for for because it means you're not on your own. And and your network, you know, things like only which I'm part of in the in, in the UK, um, you know, that's amazing. So you know, most weeks this morning I had a, I had a, I had a coffee with a guy that I, I know through networking. Yeah. And we just we just sat down and we, you know, we're similar age, similar position in our, in our life and just sat down and talked, you know, talked some business, talked cars, talked holidays, whatever, you know. And, and so many of my my key people in my business, you know, my bookkeeper, my accountant, you know, some of the writers I use, my mortgage broker, my insurance broker. Yeah. I know them all through networking. Nice. You know, they're all relationships I've built. So I, I think I think. I, I sometimes say, even if I didn't have a business, I think I'd still go networking because I, I think, you know, it's not about, yes, you get business, but it's, I don't think it's about business at all. I think it's about people and relationships. Yeah. yeah, I think that's, I also, I wanted to know, I want to bring this up. I don't think it's weird that you're comfortable <laughs> in your own space. It's healthy. That's right. where we want everyone to get to is that they can also be sit in a dark room and be okay with it. Yeah. Um, I think it takes a lot of work to get there. You know, it's something I'm working on. And actually, Caleb's podcast, I'd like to give him a little plug. His podcast called Naked Sunday is that concept of being able to sit in the dark by yourself naked and be okay with it. Um, so I think that we want to get more people to that place, just a process. It's really interesting you mentioned about the networking um, from a point of still aiding your business, but then also personal, because that's been so imperative for me to be able to grow and stay sane. You know, during the, the last couple of years that we've had where the pressure has been on for, for business and you know, there's been a lot of transitions towards online. Um, it's really interesting to, to hear you, you say about that. Um, I wish we could get more people to be okay in the, themselves. And I think you're right. That comes from that gratitude. It comes from that reflection, from that awareness, ultimately, which is, uh, yeah, really interesting. I want more people to get there. Yeah, we'll be it. and it's it's cool for me because part of what i'm developing with my own brand i've got multiple different pillars the, the podcast is one of them some business stuff also some of the adventures which is like the mount kilimanjaro travels trips yeah. but then something that's in development is the main project and this is centered around helping men between the ages of 18 to 35 uh and ultimately i call it performance coaching because i don't want it to just be oh it's meant you know for your mental health um 
but part of that is loneliness going outside and getting in the gym having some non-negotiables you're going to do every single day things that you need to do to get you into a, a healthy and and good place so thanks for sharing that because i appreciate it. it's also part of your journey that's probably not discussed no you're welcome very uh very often so i want to just revert back to uh, potentially some of your clients or some results that you've delivered with the clients that you work alongside. Is there someone that either sticks out or a business that sticks out that you've that have just transformed their business by working with you? Um, and what, what's that story been? What's that journey looked like? It's a good question. So there's a the one that one that springs to mind. I mean, it, 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 there's it varies. You know, I work with with businesses that range in size from, from one owner manager up to yeah. 50 staff, 75 okay. staff, something like that. So depending on your definition, all probably small businesses, but I would say probably micro and small, yeah. or small and small medium. Um, you know, there's, 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 uh, you know, a few really small businesses, you know, one joinery company to spring to mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, one, one cleaning company. Um, and both of those, you know, regularly say to me how many inquiries you get, they get through their website. Love that. Um, you know, there's an upholstery company as well. They're flooded. They've got too many, too many to deal with. You know? <laughs> I love that. That gives me such a buzz because it's like, you know, this stuff is, you know, this stuff works, you know, it's so good. Um, and for them, it's, it's a lifeline, you know, it, uh, to have, to have, you know, more inquiries coming in that you can deal with. I mean, that's a great position. You can pick your work, you can put your prices up, you know, you've got options then. And as a side note, it always tickles me when people, ask, you know, you say to people, oh, have you got a website? And they're like, we don't need one, we're busy. I'm like, yeah, but what if you were twice as busy and then you could double your prices and do the same amount of work and get paid twice as much or pick and choose the clients? So those annoying ones that you have to take on at the moment, you know, it's a silly argument. But um, the, one of the larger businesses, a recruitment company that I work with, um, and you know when you you know when you, you you meet people sometimes and you're like you get it like you're on you know you're you're, you're switched on you're a smart cookie you're on the right wavelength and these guys were like that and 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 their previous website was was really outdated wasn't doing much um, and you know we rebuilt that from the ground up a lot of it with with search in mind with SEO in mind and their website some months they're getting thirty percent conversion ratio on their website. What? I mean, it's huge, and, and they're getting they're getting like five, six thousand visitors a month, and they're getting you know like fifteen hundred, two thousand inquiries, you know, leads a month. I mean, it, it you know it's insane. I mean, saying that, you know, they're recruitment companies, so they've got a motivated audience. Yes, they, yeah. the, these people want jobs, so it, it's 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 a it's a bit of an easier one to 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 do from that point of view. But you know that everything about the site was 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 developed with this single goal in mind. We want people to apply for jobs. Everything drives them in one direction. And I think that's one of the keys that I should have mentioned earlier really about the success of uh, what, what makes a good website. Being single-minded and asking someone to do one thing, one really good thing. Don't ask them to do three, because you can't make your mind up. Mm-hmm. Put some work in and make your mind up and, and find see. that one thing, you know, because otherwise people, you can't make people think. People, yeah, won't, people yeah. won't think. They won't make a decision, a choice between three. They'll just do none of them. They'll hit back and they'll go to the next option in Google. So, you know, that I think is one of the key things. I like that, that one thing, but also, you know, having too many leads, too many clients inquiries. It's a, like you say, it's a healthy, healthy place to be. So there's likely going to be people that listen to this that, including myself, that are now like, huh, I need to review my website 
I need to change things. I need to improve what I'm doing. Um, how could they get in touch or what would be the best way for them to, to connect with you? So website's probably a good one. So boldwebsites.co. Um, on there, you can request a free website review, um, which is something I, something I do a lot. So I'll, I'll, I'll review people's website, review a business website from, a, from a lots of different angles, search, performance, speed, design, marketing, so call to actions and offers and things like that. Um, I'll put together a, a plain English report, I send that through to them, and then I usually spend half an hour to an hour on the phone with them just, just talking it through because there's always questions that come out of it or discussions that spin off from that. Um, so, you know, your audience is, is welcome to, to, to go on there if they've got a website and they're not sure if, if it's as good as it can be. And, you know, I would say don't be worried about it not being perfect. It's never perfect. The website is never, ever, ever perfect. It's just a constant evolution, you know, evolution. Um, and I, I always say, you know, it's great when people, when I, when I, when people, when I, when I make people aware of opportunities on their website, it's not, it's not something to be ashamed of because this thing isn't working on your website. I think it's great. So it means you can fix something, you can improve something. Your website, your business was doing all right before that. Imagine what, what it can do if we fix that stuff. So, yeah, there's always opportunities that come from it, and, and there's no obligation to, you know, to, to, to use me. It's, you know, it's completely free of charge like it all of the links will be down below so people will be able to uh, to access that i have one final question for you and this is a question that i ask all of my guests that that come on the show the question itself what advice would your future self give you in this current moment that's a good one that's a good one i think i think probably some of the bits I've talked about, focus on yourself. Focus on yourself first. It's like the airplane thing, isn't it? You don't put someone else's mask on first. You put your mask on and then hopefully you can help 10 people. Yeah. You know, the better you are, the more people you can help. Um, so I think focus on yourself. I, th I, think, I think that is more important than anything else. And that, like, a, hopefully it's come across that I don't mean that in a selfish way, but I, th I think that is the most important thing. Focus on yourself. Focus on Focus on what goes into your body. And I don't mean just water, just you know, hydration and nutrition. I mean in here and in here. But yeah. like what you got? You, that's the only thing you got control of. There's so much crap out there. You got. You're the only one in control of what goes in. And some stuff isn't good for you when it when it goes in. You know, some news, some media, some social media. You know, you, that's so important. Control what goes in and look after yourself. I like it. Yeah, I think that's an amazing way to uh, to wrap this up. Uh, Tom, massively appreciate you coming on today. It's been super interesting, super Thanks. fun for me to uh, to connect. And again, I appreciate your your time. All the links, everything will be down below. And yeah, hopefully we get to do this again sometime soon. Likewise. Thanks for having me on. Brilliant. I hope that you have enjoyed this content. And if you've got value from it, please do help me in supporting the channel by hitting subscribe down below. I look forward to sharing more content with you soon. Take care.